The world of European comics is a firm favourite here at That Comic Smell. One thing that has always fascinated us in particular is the translation of comics to other languages. One company that is making this available right now is Comics Eurasia. Comics Eurasia translate your comics into two of the most widely used European languages, French and Spanish. The French market alone is worth half a billion dollars per year. Fancy your chances of breaking into that market? Then try Comics Eurasia today. Contact Comics Eurasia on comicsurasia at gmail.com. You can also DM and follow them on Twitter at Comics Eurasia. Comics Eurasia. Comics translated. Welcome to That Comic Smell Podcast. With your hosts, David Robertson, Fernando Pons, Mike Sadaka, and Tom Stewart. Yeah, I wasn't seaweed. sure on them, so... Just okay. there. Like, no, they do taste man. slightly like piss. <laughs> All right. Do they? You're yeah. really selling in that. But, yeah. You know, that means I, I keep the whole bag now. <laughs> if you want. This is... Uh, <laughs> oh. You were, you were drinking the infinite man, piss. Mando loves it, man. Mando loves it. <laughs> the Love infinite it. piss, that's right. Love it. Fantastic. That's a uh, dark chocolate orange sticks, by the way, in that thing as well. Yeah, I'm a mess. Mike is brave. So packed full of sugar. Kinky. <laughs> no, I've just, I've just really cut everything out, you know. So you have their taste. Oh yeah. It's yeah, like yeah, a what's it that stands out yeah, in a different way. <laughs> they smell great. They're it's not actually that bad. I think I develop a taste for it. Yeah, very good. <laughs> Chocolate orange is my favourite, man. Mm, it doesn't taste like chocolate orange, so you're alright. <laughs> but you're okay, honestly. I believe you. Mm. King Monty. I prefer the tablet. Oh, oh God. I had a few. What about orange? And that's mm. just mm. really yeah, nice. Thank you. <laughs> my God. Mm. Well. Star Wars Hardest Edition. Oh, yeah. <gasps> yeah, where's that? Yeah, beauty. I'd like to share it with you. Yeah. Where's, where's that? Eh? I was expecting that today. You're going to show us, you know. I brought my gloves. I'm going to show them. <laughs> the pages. No, I haven't brought my gloves. But, <laughs> but I, I would have. I forgot to bring it. <laughs> I would have taken out the gardening gloves, you know. Put it out on the grass. <laughs> Just throw them out. Oh, that's brilliant, eh? <laughs> Let the dogs have a sniff. <laughs> That's Oops, three sorry. of them I've got now. Mm-hmm. I've got yeah. three Star Wars That's ones. That's need to show off. Yeah. <laughs> That's need to show off. I told you that before. <laughs> great, great books. 
You know, there's a guy online that buys all those archive editions. He does the YouTube videos of them. Right. And, but what gets me is every time he gets one, he opens it, opens the box, takes it out. Th- you can see him like lobbing the box away, <laughs> like, and this is the thing. And I'm like, man, the box has got the sticker on it and everything. It's just and it keeps it nice. <laughs> well. Well, I mean, yeah, that's this awesome. is this is when after the video goes off, there he goes. He's trying to look cavalier. Yeah, right. Mm. It's all for the entertainment of the video, but as soon as the video is off, the fuck the box. He's trying to do a James May. If anyone remembers, James May did a, a, a TV show about toys, toys. and collectibles. And yeah. That. He went to an auction, spent a fortune on a toy train, not opened, and still in its box, which is why it costs so much. And he picked it up at the reception, ripped the box open in front of all the people who were, the staff were shocked. <gasps> and he just gets a train and he goes, room, 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 this is what it's meant to be done with. And these people are shocked because he spent like uh, hundreds of pounds on this toy train. I mean, he can do what he wants with it. But yeah, but I think he's done it for... Essentially, he's a fucking melon. Yeah. <laughs> the reasons why he's done it is to piss everyone off. Yeah. And he's on all that <clears throat> top gear money. Mm. Earning millions of well, week. not anymore. No, but but what's it called now? Grand. Have you, have you earned millions a week? You know, a few years ago, surely you've still got a bit left. Yeah, true. <laughs> but you never know with these people. No, you don't. You thought about it. You thought about. I need to decide not to. Mm, you saw that. I saw that. I saw that. You you're, like, you're observing. And then you then no. You watched all the, the thought process there. <laughs> I saw it all day. <laughs> You should uh, you should uh, take up drawing again. You're observing. You watch people. At the posh ones. Yes. Yeah, I should have been in them. So I'm sorry, mate. Do you ever think about it? Do you ever think about getting the old pencil out again? No. No. Oh, well, maybe. Just my wife. My wife said, said you should be doing it again because yeah. if I because sometimes my daughter comes. Oh, she's yeah. the artist. She she's really good oh, at drawing. Yeah. And she goes, Oh, Dad, can you help me with this? And how could you do this? And how? No, just. And then she goes, oh, you should be doing drawing again, and she's mm. doing that, because it's in some of the art. Listen to your wife. Your wife knows stuff. Yeah, you she knows. Know. Yeah, she knows. Yeah. If you can't be bothered. No, it's, uh, it's... I don't know. See, that could be your one. That could be your next comic. Somebody sitting like that going... Mm. So I split into no. or no? Mm. If I split into, there's gonna be sauce everywhere. Mm. <laughs> That's not gonna go down well. I better just put it all like that in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Crunch. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, you did it with the two hands. Yeah, yeah. When there's no need, you could have just done. Well, no, because w- w- you were still thinking about I, it. I want, yeah, as it was going in, I was thinking, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> so. So, <laughs> 90s comics. Mm-hmm. 1990s. Good times. Actually, yeah. Although, as I was saying to Tom earlier on, initially I thought, 90s comics, okay. Are there really that many good comics in the 90s? Uh-huh. And then yeah. I went to the bookshelves. And then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tons, tons of stuff. Um, that came out at that time, despite the fact that that was when the speculative market mm-hmm. went at its high and then it went and it broke. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Well, it put Marvel in bankrupt, mm. for example. 
Imagine that nowadays. I know. I think Marvel. Marvel. Bankrupt. Yeah. Yeah, but... And it wasn't the first time. It was already in the 70s. It happened as well. But but in the 90s, that was really big. Let's be fair, though. Marvel would probably be bankrupt if they didn't have their films now. Mm. Yeah. And Disney. (laughs) Yeah. They would have shuttered the doors ages ago. (laughs) Do you know, it would be funny... Uh, you know, in the future, when Spider-Man is back and on all the the superheroes are happily ever after yeah. together in the movie land, and you know, Secret the, World. And the, <laughs> you know, they'll reboot it all. I was thinking, you know, Spider-Man, he really is, you know, the jewel in the crown, right, of yeah. Marvel. I mean, he mm. just totally is. And and then we've had this skewed Iron Man-centric Marvel Cinema Universe. So in the future, when Spider-Man's back and they're all together and they do it all again, <coughs> they'll look back on that bizarre first go at the Marvel Universe when it was all about Iron Man because they couldn't... Uh, yeah. And ha ha ha, that'll be a wee spot on, you know, I love 2008 or whatever, <laughs> in 30 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not going to see it. Actually, I think the third person from <coughs> now that plays Spider-Man is going to be brilliant. The next two, yeah, I'm not convinced. By the, the, yeah. All right, okay. By the third person after the, those two, yeah. Yeah, be, same yeah. on Solo. Okay. <laughs> so. Sorry, no, I, uh, no. I interjected. You started on the 90s, but yeah, it's not that, that, that thought just came at me. So I was saying the, the market speculation was a big thing because there was... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially for Marvel, there was mm. big, big top seller comics that sold millions. I was going to say we were still in really millions of high copies. Numbers. Nowadays, Spider-Man, well, Spider-Man number mm. one, over two and a half million copies sold. Unbelievable. But just wait, because the following year, X-Men number one with, with Jim yeah. Lee. Unbelievable. That was like seven million or ma- or more. Crazy. Seven million copies. Seven million copies. It's mad to Unreal. Think and yes, okay, there was like multiple uh, covers because if I remember correctly, there was about four or five covers together to make a big poster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. every mm-hmm. week you had a cover mm-hmm. that would make part mm-hmm. of the big poster. Yep. So yeah. obviously, a lot of people bought multiple copies. When, was, wasn't it sealed with a, with a card as well? Or was that? Oh, the collector card. Yeah, yeah stapled on the inside. And X Force. Mm-hmm. X-Force, another one they did in 92, the following year, about what, 4 million copies or something like that as well. Then we had DC doing the death of Superman, again mm-hmm. in the early 90s. Oh yeah, yeah that was big. 2, two, two million, 2.5 two million copies. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean the figures are always, because I had a wee bit of research looking at figures and they are quite, mm-hmm. they differ, depends on the source. Mm-hmm. So I can't just, this is an estimate of <laughs> all the same. But yeah, I mean, <clears throat> all this market was at the top and suddenly it went and it broke. Superman was in a white bag with the logo on the front, the comic. Was it? I remember that, yeah. Was, was it that with running? <clears throat> no, I think it was just a logo, a, mm. white, a white bag with a logo, because I met somebody in the... Uh, I was that the death? Seven issues of it. Yeah. Alright, okay. Great. I wasn't and, then, and how many copies of the Rebirth of Superman he had? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> when he came back. Death the Reign of the Superman. The Reign of the Superman. Death, death of Superman is one of the books I brought with me. Oh, from mm-hmm. the 90s. Yep. Yeah. And it has Guy Gardner in it. As obnoxious as ever. So that's 
Superman number 75. Well, I can soon find out. <laughs> Let me know. Uh, no, yeah, you, you don't need to check. Nando knows it. Ah, okay. It's 75. I'll bring it out. Bring it out. Yeah. Get it out. Get it out, Mike. Come on. Don't be shy. <laughs> Just crack it out. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I'll whip my Superman out. <laughs> Yeah, and if you look at the back, it's got the uh, the issues. Oh yeah. Uh -huh. Five. Yeah. Oh, the one. So do you reckon that's the one that was in the white bug? The death of the Superman. Flag. Yeah. Yeah. I think well, I reckon it had the blood runner on it. Yeah, I think the white. What's the white? It's not the. When he came back, maybe because he had the Rhino Superman, and they came in. A I really don't know. I was just kind of stunned. Everybody always forgets that funeral for a friend was yeah. after that. And then it was uh, a, a world without Superman. Mm. Everybody always goes straight from the death of Superman to the reign of the Superman and then mm. the return of Superman. Yeah, there was the wall. There was the period without. But the bit, the bit, the bit in between yeah, was actually one. so good, so interesting. Good for a wee, wee bit of nostalgia. I think I bought this from James Thins when it was open around the corner from the Caird Hall. Oh, yeah. But then you had also the appearance of Image Comics mm. in the 90s <laughs> that marked that kind of era when the oh, top God. artists from Marvel they said, nah. We want a slice of what we're making. And Marvel said, Well, no, you're, you're higher work, so we own the characters. And they said, Okay. And they left. Mm -hmm. so Jim Lee and Mark Silvestri and Tom McFarlane more they left and they decided to create image which at the time it was for marvel comics was quite shocking for the superhero kind of genre was like oh my god what's happening here and then yeah. they came and created the image comics um and then they realized that actually you know they had no writers essentially yeah. mm -hmm. so the art was very spectacular but they were very shallow comics i have to say they were, they were terrible. But the one thing that they did well was the introduction of better quality paper. Yep. Mm -hmm. Color and coloring techniques, computerizing techniques that nowadays mm -hmm. are that then were the basis, but nowadays they are used everywhere. commonly everywhere yeah. in the production of comics, and they identify that right away very quickly. And the image comics then later. Especially with uh, Eric <coughs> Stevenson as the main editor, it's done really, really well with a big creative um, company where a lot of writers and artists mm. create their own comics and they're on the rights for their own creations. Yeah. So Image Comics is doing really well from that point of view. Yep. So, yeah. And created some of the biggest series going. Yeah. And then we have Vertigo. Because although the line of Vertigo, I think, was in the late 80s created, but in the 90s is when Hellblazer and mm. Sandman and... Mm -hmm. uh, Fables? Mm, Fables, I think that's the very beginning of the notice. Where is it? Fables. Oh, I thought it was late 90s. Um, Preacher. Yeah. And many, many more that kind of appear and... <clears throat> 
and that was a big big mm -hmm. imprint for the sea that was a bit, quite a big thing and it was gone and then that horse <laughs> they were talking about earlier on about mm -hmm. that horse yep and how many good comics did that horse printed in the 90s mm -hmm. um and you forget at that time your 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 average joe when you said to him <clears> about comic books or American comic books specifically they would say that they thought the big companies were Marvel, DC, Dark Horse at that time anyway that was always common especially among kids mm -hmm. I, I still remember that a lot uh, amongst a lot of my core group at that point we mm -hmm. knew those three companies and Dark Horse and Dark Horse comparatively is a very small company mm -hmm. compared to yeah, yeah. DC yep um, is that because you were reading the licensed things Aliens and Mm. No, Starbuck Terminator. No, um, what was it that people knew about? Kids knew about mm. Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones. Oh, they got yeah. all the big film maybe franchises: Terminator, long Aliens, Predator. Yeah. Yeah, they the had UK all the one. license. Indiana Jones. They had. Yeah. They, they acquired all the license for yeah. many, many, and they, that and people and stuff like that. Probably actually yeah, Aliens and Predator yeah. and mm -hmm. stuff like that. I think it was also because Fleetway Studios. Mm -hmm. um, they, the, the guys that did the uh, Judge Dredd in 2000 AD, I think they were they were using the same facilities to do a Dark Horse UK. So we, mm. we had lo and Manga Mania was uh, a Dark Horse one here. And Dark, no Dark Horse not have um, Sin City as well though. Yeah, Dark Horse had mm. like Give Me Liberty yeah. and Sin City yeah. and uh, Hard Boil and all the Star Wars, including like Dark Empire, the new ones. Mm -hmm. With Cam Kennedy in the art, yeah. and Tom Beach yeah. in the, like uh, Hellboy, mm -hmm. three hundred. When did yeah. they start doing uh, Buffy comics? In the nineties as well. Yeah. See, I, think Buffy, what, I think that's what I remember them for. Right. The nineties as Buffy comics. Yeah. Because they mm. the Buffy comics as well. Because Dark Horse did lots of stuff. Because they did things like a license, but uh, as we said earlier on, so they did like American Splendor. They picked yes. up from. They follow the the, the, the numbers. They yeah. were published independently, and they just follow from them what they left. Yeah. And but they did lots of stuff, mm -hmm. and they did a lot of manga as well. And when mm. Dark Horse came yeah, to Spain, I remember in the nineties a lot of stuff. It came through a Spanish company called Norma, which normally they used to do a lot of European stuff, right. and they still do. But they came and picked up few bits and bobs from Dark Horse mm. like the license movies yeah. Aliens Terminator Sin City they go Give Me Liberty <coughs> they picked lots of stuff and they did really well nice yeah. there was a yeah, there was a Dark Horse UK for a while mm -hmm. like there was a Marvel UK that's what Mike was there saying. was a Dark Horse yeah, UK as well alright yeah because <clears throat> yeah, I got some of their Star Wars they did a few things, yeah. They were the in bigger format. Yeah, they were in lots of the corner shops. You yeah, know, yeah, in supermarkets as well. So yeah. you didn't just find them in specialty shops. They were they were almost everywhere that sold newspapers and magazines. Yeah, and they were all advertising each other as well. Because when you look uh, look at the back page, it would tell you what was happening in the Star Wars one, or the Indiana Jones one, or the Jurassic Park one, or yeah. Alien, Mask, Predator. And then uh, the Manga Mania. Oh, yeah, that's another one I'm going to mm -hmm. spring up on yeah. everyone. Good. 
Well, not anymore. You just ruined it. Oh, no, I've got other stuff to surprise you with. There's no Thanos, by the way, in case you were going to throw that one on me. I don't think. You had all that Infinity Gauntlet mm-hmm. balls and all in the Yeah. <laughs> was that in the 90s? Yes. Was the early 90s. I remember but, seeing that. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the big, big major story. Here it comes. Here it See, goes. it wasn't me. <laughs> it's coming. Guantelete del infinito. Thank you. <laughs> I don't want to be Is that yours from, from the time? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from the time. Cool. Mm. That's the, the Spanish edition by Comics Forum when it came out. Uh, Jim Starlin, George Perez, and Rom Lim. Oh, that's there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was one of the comics of the 90s. Mm-hmm. Nice. That was a big deal. That was a big deal when it came out. Mm-hmm. Although, then I had to look back, try to get the Silver Surfer comics, mm-hmm. when it kind of tells the how Thanos gets the... The yeah. gauntlet. We've got that. And, and the stones. Uh, because that started with Thanos. You already had the gauntlet. Mm. Mm. And suddenly went like that. Half of the universe destroyed. That you well, can get it. you can get that one here. I've got it. Yeah, um, I've got it too. Mm. But yeah, but when that came out, I didn't have that. I so said, like, what's going on? What's what? <laughs> and then at least explain you there was quite a lot of text in the Spanish edition. Yeah. To give you, well, that's what's been happening, and that's all that. Because in Spain, they didn't publish every single comic, but yeah. they publish yeah. certain materials. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's that. You want to have a look at the Spanish. Yeah. I know you like, like all the foreign editions. And yeah, like. I do, yeah. It's interesting. And the old comics forum. Yep. Ah, they classic. did a lot, eh? They did lots. Another one from Marvel around that time, in the 90s. The, oh, yeah. Hulk. The Future Imperfect. Um, Peter David and George Perez again and that was kind of like a we thought it was a what if but it actually wasn't a what if this is is the future this is how Hulk could become Mm -hmm. Um, and there's a I mean the art is fantastic by George Perez auto detail the color they start to experiment with kind of computerized color and things like that. And I'm not sure it's quite quite good, but this is seen here. With all the things in the room. With all the things in the room. That is just amazing. And it's just so much detail. And it's not only from Marvel, by the way. No, because the light is from DC <laughs> as well and other places. And you just have to pay attention and just look through them. It's like a lantern in the back. You know, oh yeah, yeah. There's, there's that's just brilliant because I remember I was looking at it <laughs> when I was and I was trying to remember. Okay, so what's that and what's this and oh and then, and I remember the comics magazine Dolmen. Mm-hmm. They published an article and a list with <laughs> all Everything. the items they identify every single item. Somebody must have sat one night just going right here we go. Let's do this. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the one of my a Hulk that becomes evil. Mm-hmm. He's the strongest there is, and suddenly he's the baddest there is too. You know? He always so, seems to become evil when it's a future interpretation of him. And then this is another one from the nineties that I brought, and this is Daredevil 
Man Without Fear, Frank Miller and John Romita Jr. And this is a, a origin a story, a year one of Daredevil. And probably John Romita Jr. Uh, at his best. Mm-hmm. Al Williamson, thanks. Yeah, really, Very really nice. nice. Really, really nice that one. I really, really enjoyed when that came out. Yeah. It came out in a book like that in Spain directly. Oh, they, okay. didn't, they didn't publish the single issue, they just came out as a book. As a book. Right. Like that. And mm-hmm. this to me was amazing when that came out. Marvels. Yep. Kurt Busiek and Alex Ross. Um, that I bought when it came out in single issues. Right. In Spain. But when they did the hardcover edition, they added um, the number zero. They added oh. all the extracts. And even they added something that I believe didn't have in the American version. Because it was a sketchbook given by Alex Ross directly mm. to Spain when they published this this one. Mm. So it had even yeah, some great. extras that... Um, yeah, I don't have any. At the time, at the time. Yeah. Um, I've got the, the British one, Box 3, I think it was. And nah, I didn't have it. That's just there. beautiful. It's been made into a podcast radio play recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they it, did it. It, 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 it lends to it, the way that, because it's the story of yeah. the Marvel Universe from the point of view of. They did two series of one called, like, it's all about Wolverine or something. It's a radio play, mm-hmm. and that was so successful that they've, they've just adapted that. Yeah, that's so good. And recently they've done the annotated version of Marvels, and they added a mm-hmm. epilogue, which I got actually. I bought Did it. you? Yes. And it's the X Men and Canny X Men uh, Christmas time. Oh. When they fight the Sentinels. Right. Rockefeller Plaza. How many pages is that? The epilogue. It's not that long, it's about 18, 20 pages, yeah. and then you have it's not bad. the annotated. It's all painted on it. How many of the color? Because there's, there's extras as well, and there's text, and there's <coughs> all the bits and bobs. I'll bring it the next time. Yeah. But yeah, it's short, it's a yeah. short story. No, it's about 12 or 14 pages of a story. By the 90s, I pretty much was falling out with Marvel, you know, I was not so interested as time went on, but I certainly got Marvels and yeah. enjoyed it, because it, it was the novelty of the, the painted superhero yeah, comic, wasn't it? Because in the 90s, the Dark Horse came to Spain as well, and, yeah. and to me that was really big, Yeah. and I was less interested in Marvel, but I still bought these event things. Certain bits yeah, and pieces. Same and, yeah, because I got and the Daredevil and the Marvels. And that, well. when that came out, I couldn't resist and I thought, wow, this is George Perez. And, yeah. and it was Peter David, which at that time, because he did the run. Yeah, he did. Yeah. At that time, we got Frank, etc., and Incredible yeah. Hulk. And I thought, well, if he's half off as good as that, because that was one yeah. of the very few comics I was following from Marvel yeah, at that time. Yeah, I kept up with the Hulk through the 90s. Um, I thought, well, that's. And that, it just. That scene with the museum, Rick Jones. All the bits yes. and pieces. I spend hours just looking at it. That's that. They started in the run. They'd be talking. They'd event. They'd sometimes mention things from Future Imperfect, and our local comic shop at the time hadn't got that in. 
So I'd never read it. So I was like, what is this thing that they keep mentioning? So I picked it up, you know, a bit later. Yeah. But it was good. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd really enjoy that. Yeah. The Marvels. The Marvels was very Hulk light, I thought. That's the one uh, problem I had with it as well. Well, one of them. Hulk's hardly in it. I think yeah. he said like one panel at the it's end. It's not, yeah, it's hardly there. It's like, come on. We want big painted pictures of the Hulk smashing buildings up. Yeah. Give the people what they want. There's there's not much of the Hulk on it. No. Maybe that wasn't his favourite one to read or something. Maybe. So, yeah. Yeah, good. What else? Then, from DC, I've brought... They was called equivalent to Marvels, although they are very different stories. Though Kingdom Come mm-hmm. uh, by Mark Wade and Alex Ross. Yes. Now this, well to get them, I suffer a lot because at that time, uh, DC had no a publisher <coughs> in Spain. The oh. Cinco, which it was the editorial who the company who published DC Comics during. Years. It sounds a bit like Britain now with no Disappear. DC publisher. <laughs> Disappear. <laughs> and then well, we were getting just very, very odd things here and there mm. by um, Vid Grupo Editorial, which was from Mexico and Argentina, South America. So I managed to get the four issues of Kingdom Come by an absolute miracle that came to Menorca I don't know how I don't know what was but I managed to get them and then through a a fanzine called Slumberland magazine in Spain they published the epilogue separately oh the, the thing with them sitting in the yeah cafe or that so they did that separately they did it with the permission of the okay. cooperator of the same mm. and I managed to get it. Well, that's a nice set then, because you so, got the yeah. four and then that. And that, it took me. Well, I managed to get it, and when mm. I, there was only one shop in my town mm. that had them. Only one, and there was only a couple of issues every time. Wow. So, you went and in it's in Spanish, but it's, it's, it's Latin American Spanish, which nice. is the turn of phrases and language sometimes is mm. it's very different. Mm. to what we use in Spain okay. in a way that American and, and British yeah, or the English in, in Britain and the English in America so those things are different but yeah mm-hmm. and again Alex Ross in the art in here his art gets even better than in Marvels there's more detail it works even more there's a lot of more panels whereas in Marvels it keeps Big paneling, big panels in the pages. In this one, is working towards smaller panels, and the and the story itself is different because in this one it's like an alternative future. Yeah. Um. So you see all the DC superheroes yep. in a kind of an older version of mm-hmm. them. Um, yeah, Batman's got like neck slash arm yeah. braces that keep him up and everything like yeah. that. And then there's, you can see also like the the next generation of superheroes. <clears throat> like children or grandchildren of the original heroes and superheroes or villains and supervillains as well Um, and that's a quite interesting kind of game and how they're playing Mm -hmm. Um, but Mark Waid which is encyclopedic knowledge of the DC universe uh, 
he was able to put all together with Alex Ross. Did you like it as much as Marvel's? No. No, I remember being disappointed about it. I didn't like it as much as Marvel's. But then, in my case, I always prefer Marvel Comics because that was my... Although I like DC Comics, Marvel Comics was always was the first kind of universe I discovered and when I was a kid. So kind of that sets your mind to it. Yeah. Uh, so when Marvel's came out, to me that was a really nice no- nostalgia book because it went through the events of the Marvel Universe told by the point of view of a reporter um, and this although it's trying to be also nostalgic but it's set in the future it's an alternative yeah. story kind of uh, and it's really good because if you know the DC Universe and then you start to research I mean as I say Mark Wade, he has an encyclopedic knowledge of DC Comics yep. the guy knows his stuff he was a fan before he was a writer yeah. so he knows his stuff it's, um, upside down and left inside and everything and the work I think the art Alex Ross the art itself is in, even better than in Marvels yeah. but the comic itself well it didn't tell me as much personally no it didn't connect as much with it which as it did with Marvels what's your folks thoughts on Alex Ross a fantastic artist yeah and it's an illustrator very very good Incredible illustrator and a uh, unique in his style in comics, um, bringing some sort of photographic um, realism, realism to it, and painting and all the techniques. That also, it's just, it's just. I can't put another one compared to him. No, when Alex was so successful with Marvels and Kingdom Come, they were. DC and Marvel tried to do with other artists mm-hmm. do painting comics and things like that and there were, for a while there were a few of them trying to do that sort of a style and become sort of popular but none of them in my opinion reached what Alex Ross did and, okay. accompl- and accomplished what Alex Ross has accomplished um, personally because I remember Marvel did the Strange Tales and DC did another bits and pops mm-hmm. um, was the artist Burlington? I can't remember his name. There were a few of them that were trying, right. even with color and things like that. But to me, in that particular niche, mm-hmm. is the best. Offers a good alternative if you want to look at a different style. Yeah, well, that's the thing because at that time, that was the first comic I. Marvels was the first comic I saw from for Al Rocks, Alex Ross. So that was completely different. Do anything else? He's a, a top three for me. Yeah, yeah he is. I love Alex Ross. Yeah, always have. So, well, to the extent that you would get anything he did. Yes. Really? Yeah. That guy there looks like Jeremy Corbyn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've bought I've bought stuff, but just because Ross does the covers. Right. I mean, I bought that Space Ghost series yeah, because he did right. the covers. Um, what's uh, what's your thoughts on Justice? It's quite good. Yeah, that was more, that, as, but that's more recent. Yeah, that's it's not as good, good as this. No, it's in the same kind of vein. Really. Yeah, the same, the same kind of yeah, yeah, writing and every kind of style and everything. Yeah, it follows very much, very similarly to Kingdom Come. That's the only reason I'm asking is because it's yeah. almost like a successor to. Yeah, Justice Kingdom is good. Come. Yeah, it's good as a classic Justice League story. 
Um, that works he, really well. I wish he still did interiors actually, but he just he doesn't do them anymore. Well, it takes a lot of work for him. So. Yeah, well, tell me. Look at that. Yeah. That's mad. Because a lot of it is based on photographs, and yeah. then he works. Yeah, yeah, he gets his friends to pose. Yeah, to pose. Mm. Right, so I'll move on to the next one, and so I bought Hellboy. My Mignolas, Hellboy. I bought some of them, again, Spanish editions, when they, as they came out in Spain. To me, that was amazing when I came out. Completely different. A new Mignola from some work he did in Marvel and some work he did in DC. Because yep. I remember his Batman Gaslight and uh, in Marvel I remember some bits and bobs he did as well. But when he did this Hellboy that was... It was different. It wasn't superheroes in this case. You know, paranormal. Yep. Uh, fantasy. Uh, sort of humor as well. Dark humor. Horror. Uh, and it was just... Just fantastic. And, it, and it, as it was progressing, the stories and the art was getting better and better. And I, I really enjoy Hellboy. I still do. I, I think I have everything Hellboy all the collections all the trades as, oh, yeah, as they have been coming out and the Mignola ones and then when Duncan Fregredo did the the last ones and then once Mignola stopped and I said that's it but yeah I've what about Hellboy and Hell who did that was that the Mignola no come back and all that as well because that, that was meant to be the, like, the last one yeah I, I, that's the last ones I have right yeah okay so they've done more after that then. but after the Hellboy in Hell I don't know what else right sure because I mean they've done other like there was a lot of BPRD and other mm-hmm. witch finder and other series uh, from the sort of Hellboy universe yes um, and don't get me wrong there, there must be there's they're probably quite good the stories, but it's yeah. always been Hellboy and Mignola to me. Mm-hmm. And that was a nice compliment, supplement they added. Yeah. Was that like that here as well? Yeah, that's what was good. Yeah, I was interested to see and O'Brien. kept it the way it mm-hmm. was. Because so, I, I love that. Yeah. Monkey Man and O'Brien, Arthur Adams. Hey, Mike? Mm. Arthur good, Adams is one of my top three artists. Yeah, he's good, yeah. yeah and this is... The last one of I brought, which is 300 by Fran Miller. Oh. Again. And then I was looking through all the stuff, and there were so many comics that Miller did in the 90s. So I, I discovered Fran Miller in Daredevil in the 80s in Marvel. <laughs> and obviously did Batman Dark Knight and Ronin for DC. Um, but then he did Give Me Liberty, and he did Hard Boil, and he did Sin City. And it is 300 by one creator, oh, yeah. co- collaborating with others as well, with Gibbons and Jeff Darrow, you know. Dave, you're going next, come on. Yeah. Oh, is that all your stuff? That's my stuff. That's yeah. all you've got. <laughs> no, well, so I, I think that's enough. Just that pile there. Right. I've said it before, but I'll say it again. You're going to have to stick What a game bastard. <laughs> What a bastard. You're going to have to step your game on, mate. I mean, that's pitiful. No, <laughs> I brought, you know, Akira, 
because that was when mm. it was translated into English and other languages in the early 90s, although the Akira is from the 80s. Mm-hmm. But in Europe and United States, it was 89, 90, 91. Spain was 91 when first appeared in Spain. Right. So, who have brought Akira, but I don't have it in my mom's house, you know, who have brought Sin City, excuses. who have brought all the Star Wars with Khan Kennedy, but I thought maybe he'd bring some of the Star Wars with Khan Kennedy. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't bring the death of Superman because I thought, well, Tom will have it. Some of you have it. Well, my I, did, I, didn't, I didn't bring it out, but yeah, I do have it. Batman Nightfall, I have, I do have three that, of yeah. them at my mom's house. The Long Halloween. Batman, The Long Halloween, Jeff Lowe, I think, sale. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's 96, 97. Thereabouts. I should be more. <laughs> We've got them all sitting in the house. Mm. You know, Preacher, 1995. Yeah. It's Bone, 1992. I'm disappointed in myself for that. All right, well. Bone, <clears throat> Jeff Smith, 1991. That's when it started. There you are. Alita, Ghost in the Shell, mm. Appleseed, Mashamune Shiro. Fantastic stuff. Yes. Just rattling through them. Well, you, got, you know, you have to prepare yourself. Oh, and... 1998, 1999, one of your favorites, Daredevil, Guardian Angel, Kevin Smith. Yeah. Joke is yep. And that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just going to go, thank you and good night. <laughs> and walk out. That's it. Pedantic Nando is off. <laughs> All right, well, here we go. The 90s, I can't mention the 90s without. Hate Buddy Bradley. Nice. I have to clap that one. This is when was this? This was the first color issue. Nineteen ninety four. So yeah, it had been black and white, and then it went to color. I was gonna say that I never seen in color. I was seeing black and white. That's yeah. The first fifteen issues were black and white, and then the last fifteen were all color. Oh, it was a, and that's when the, the storyline changes as well. He made a conscious effort. Okay, this is the second half of the series now, you know. And this this one uh, got a deadhead in, in Baron Edinburgh. Yeah, it almost sticks with me. Mm-hmm. You, you all know I, I love for the peat bag hate. And, mm-hmm. and then he did other, he did yeah about the, the, the sci fi girl group later on in the 90s once right. hate was finished. Nearly brought some of that as well. But he, Timmy, gonna bring this. Yeah, yeah, had to. You had to, yeah. Had to, even though it was so predictable, you know. But no, no, no. I, but I couldn't it, not it, bring it. You can't let people down. You have to bring the stuff. <laughs> you know, I mean, look at that one panel there. Like, I just ball, look, even that. <laughs> Ow! Great. <laughs> <laughs> Setting fire to the farts there. <laughs> Everyone, light up. Go! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, brings back awesome. memories. Wow, it's beautiful. That's just mental. It's absolutely mental. You always get a, a, an idea that nineties comics were terrible. Eh? I mean, you hear that quite a lot. What's yeah. the worst time of comics? Nineties. Yeah, they always say and, that. And, and, then, and I was thinking, oh, how's that then? And it must be like all that. Stuff I wasn't paying any attention to anyway, because when I think of the nineties, it's like good there's stuff. Tons, you know, there's tons, tons and tons. Because that doesn't was to Tommy. That's, that's right around. I was just thinking about it and just even look at the shelves, and you go, 
with the second that was in the 90s and so is uh-huh. that one and so is yeah. that one and you go eh, that's in the 90s as well that's not mm-hmm. it's, a daft thing. it's a daft thing to say though yeah, like the 90s was a terrible time for comics what 10 years oh, yeah. was a terrible time for comics I don't think so like it was yeah, a terrible time economically for like big companies yeah. sure like Marvel yeah. and DC but it was part of their own fault because yeah. they inundated the market thinking that speculator market would keep going growing growing yeah. and then there was a moment that they said you know what we are fed up of metallic covers and 25 different variant covers <laughs> and things like that but hey look at this now 40 years later, we're at the same point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly <laughs> so, the same point. I know, it's funny they're bringing all those things in again. Yeah. All those covers and everything. I, I just can get all myself and say, what's... It happened with the... A couple of years ago when they brought the new Star Wars. Yeah, 100 the covers. Tomorrow's. And the covers, they go... I still can't get over that. Alex what Ross you doing, did a cover man? for that. A re- he did the wanted. issue one. Yeah, I told you. That's the one that you have You still can't get... Well, I didn't get it, but it was too much money immediately. Yeah, I can't see it for anything like 20 quid. Hmm. It's that's... See? See? Too much? Too much? Well, I just thought that's ridiculous. I mean, I, th- I did think it was quite cheeky and quite funny that they'd done that cover. I thought, oh, I'll get that. And it was like 20 quid. Okay, it's not that cheeky or funny. You know, you can... <laughs> well, I'll get that. Maybe I won't get that. The thing is, in the, back in the 90s and earlier, when they did like a varied cover or some cover, you would get a comic for the cover. Yeah. But to me nowadays, it's like... If I feel like looking at that cover, I'll go online and look at that Alex Ross cover and go, yeah. ah, there it is. <laughs> you know, in the old days, you didn't have that. Yeah, because that's the thing. You go to the shop and you go, oh, I'll buy that. That says three ninety nine. So, say, no, mate, that's nine ninety nine because it's a variant cover. But yeah, immediately it was, and a, you go, it was uh, a lot. Yeah. Uh, but that's not what the cover says. And the numbers don't even add up because mm. they printed like a million of them. And it was like one in 50 or something of the, for that Alex... Ross or whatever it was I, I remember doing the sums and it ended up like okay they must have printed about 20,000 of them at least and I thought well, well how is that rare there are not 20,000 people in the world that want an Alex Ross <laughs> Star Wars cover specifically I don't you know no but they're, they're just I bet there is there is a bastard that has 10 or 12 of them yeah mm-hmm. yeah t- 10 or 12 and it's just every now and then sells one yeah probably online quite clever actually <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you destroy the industry, but you know, it's clever. Oh, oh man. Alright, I'm going to go on to my next comic now. Concrete. Okay, concrete. Paul Chadwick. Although it started in the late 80s. Started in the 80s. As indeed, uh, well, hate started in 1990, but Pete Bag was going well in the 80s. And then Th- this was the again, first one of this that I got. And Dark Horse. Dark Horse, the legend. Always in that. Uh, and so this was the first concrete uh, series I got Think Like a Mountain now this is 1996 yeah so that's when I got this I thought it was a new one that was out I thought oh concrete right I'll try that really thought it was good Uh, environmental kind of story in that one so really uh, always quite thoughtful you know quite thoughtful character I'm sure you've all read concrete haven't you Mm -hmm. this cover is good this no, cover doesn't work. Well, you like concrete, I I'm think. Still, um, that's the cover. Nice cover. It's beautiful. The amount of work there. Yeah. So it's a bit Jeff Darrow, eh? Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> Did you say that it's very Jeff Darrow? That is Jeff Darrow. Is it Jeff Darrow? It is. Ah, yeah. there you go. Yeah. 
But there was I'd forgotten that. I was genuinely looking at that going, that can't be anybody else. Nobody but would draw Darrow. little lizards yeah, yeah. like that in that in he, that He did quite reach the level of Jeff Darrow. It is. He did, because he was him. He was slacking off. He only drew 4,000 pounds yeah, instead yeah. of 4,500. Yeah, yeah, I mean. It was when I got into the inside, I was going. It was I there with his left hand instead of the right that. hand. It was his bad hand that was doing that. Okay. Yeah, how dare he? You know. I mean, there's a finger out of place. I forgot about the little pinky nail in the lizard <laughs> that is just hiding under. Nice. <laughs> That's good, is it? Piss off the squares by reading hate! <laughs> Piss off the squares. Yes, yeah, so with your hate literature. Yeah. What's next? What's next is we, of course, have to keep an eye on what Mr. Alan Moore was up to in the nineties. Oh, from hell. hell! From hell, being a melodrama in sixteen parts by Eddie Campbell. Number one. What a great series this was to read. Um came up very sporadically I think publishers kept collapsing under it they would mm. do a couple and then it would disappear for a bit and then um, and then it, in the late 90s it got going who, who picked it up at the end I can't remember somebody got it and then put them all out anyway it wasn't a kitchen hell. sink yeah Thanks. I think who finished it because they got them out in a pretty rapid <laughs> is it the same people that did the collection well, there's been a few different editions of the collection, haven't there? No, yeah, I, meant the, I meant the original, <coughs> just the, the collection, black and white, with the, the cover with them on the front with the knife and everything. See, I know Eddie Campbell was actually the publisher of it himself. for the oh, right. Because okay. it always sticks in my mind, because he, he said he got the... It was so thick, and he was learning a lot about publishing, so he got, he got Eddie Campbell Press written along the... the you know, the spine yeah. along the bottom. And when it got printed, it just said it at the side of Die Campbell. When he got it, that's what it says, Die Campbell. Oh, right. So anyway, great series. Uh, I must admit, I've never bought a collection because I'm that proud of my issues of it, you know. So, um, and there's also that thing of, you know, well, I've, I've got it, you know, I don't... Even well, I bought the Marvels because all the extra material didn't have. Well, exactly. Really Plus, really you didn't it. have the... They didn't give it to you in no, the single so. ones, yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> so that was, um, and there was that, and of course there was the big numbers that that sort of crashed and didn't get finished. Yeah, it's amazing. Eddie Campbell's artwork. He he was such a great choice to to do from hell, and yet you would have never really thought it from reading Eddie Campbell's own comics. You know, they're kind of light-hearted. Yeah. We never thought yeah, that they really are. They're light-hearted, and I mean, and to do such a and it's, I mean, it's dramatic and top shelf, top shelf. Top shelf. Oh, was that already top shelf? Yeah. Uh, that was in '99. Right. The full the full collection was published in '99 right. by Top Shelf. Yeah. That would have that would have irritated the life out of me. Not remember that. You needed to know. Yeah, that was really annoying. <laughs> okay, it's funny. I just went up oh, and we'll find it somewhere. That's good. And Mad Love, you'll see on the side, Mad Love. That was Alan Moore had yeah. set up his own company, Mad yeah, Love. Mad Love, yeah. Uh, but it kind of... Did he explain what it meant in the name? Mad Love. Mad Love? Yeah. I don't know, I can't remember if I've ever sat and explicitly 
don't know. Does it need explaining? I suppose it does, yeah. You'd want to know why you mm. called it Markov. Do something to do with... I mean, names like Top Cow and... Some black magic. Yeah, probably. It wouldn't be right. Ooh, actually. Maybe something to do with some black magic, to be Could honest. Could be. I, I feel like that is some sort of reference to... Uh, a speech of some oh, sort. He, well, he believes in black magic and all yeah. that. No, allegedly. As I, as I mentioned, <laughs> I was keeping up with the Hulk in the 90s. And I thought, well, I'll bring along a Hulk, you know, just to... <laughs> and I thought, well, what better than the, the final issue? Uh, issue 474. When was this? 98? 99? Oh, God, what does that say? 1999, I think. 400 and what? 474. And the cover is a take on the, the issue number one cover. Mm. They've kind of redone that it's once again. Yeah, it's nice, yeah. He really ramped up with the, uh, okay, I'm doing Kirby. I remember when I read this, yeah. I thought, oh man, he's not even pretending now. It's like <laughs> pure Kirby love, you know. Which was apt, though, for the last story of, of the Hulk yeah. in the series. I mean, I'm saying it was the last issue and it was but it was one of those it stopped and then there was an issue the next month yeah it's called number one you know what's it john Byrne took over it and was it cooper the cooper was involved yeah because i remember some of the cooper doing the art yeah i don't yeah after that i don't know although i was from number one no i can't remember because they relaunched it like john Byrne, hulk yay and i think he stayed for about 10 issues or something same as when he did it in the mid eighties. So there, so there's the Hulk anyway. Um, you know, even looking through this, I do think uh, it's nice. It's nostalgic. Yeah, Re- reading Hulk comics, man, it's good. Yep. But um, once I've reached having about three hundred, I thought I think I'll stop now. <laughs> you know, I did. I did read the Hulk every month. Uh, as I've told you guys before, mm-hmm. for um, for years and years, you know, it's kind of a, a link to them. I think a lot of comics people do that that, that have been reading certain yep. series since they were kids. They just keep doing it for yep. forever, you know. Well, why not? And yeah, the only reason I pick up Batman every now and then. Yeah. Yeah, you remember uh, you remember liking the character. Mm-hmm. Well, there we go. A uh, preview of the upcoming Hulk issue one. Ron Garney. Ron Garney, yeah. Well done. Yeah, Ron Garney, and then and then he was Cooper taking the art. I see it's still got on it. Stan Lee Presents as well at the start. Mm. Uh, I've wondered when they stopped doing that before. Because they don't do it now, <coughs> do they? And they didn't do it before he died as well. They weren't putting Stanley Presents on. But then the early notice then Stanley went to DC and it just imagine Just imagine Stanley writing writing in the DC universe. Mm. The advert for Blade. Mm. Cuts both ways on video cassette. Yeah, ninety eight that would have been when Blade was out there. Fucking right. You like that film? Mm. It was a good film. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was a Marvel film, obviously, mm. because I'd, I'd never discovered Blade at that point. So, sure. yeah. the first one, yeah. yeah, the first one that was Stephen Dorff. I just remember because it was vampires. <clears throat> I was in eighteen. Yeah, I remember seeing it like the front cover. The front cover of me was always shocking because mm. it was just you know this 
this guy in this really dark jacket with a sword on the front and then this big lens flare yeah. and then just blade right, right across it and being like the fuck is that you know what I mean there's 18 I'm like oh and then I could never rent it because it was too old and my mum would go in and go that's an 18 you're not getting that yeah. you know what I mean so it came on Sky Movies one night mm-hmm. I had I had cable in my room and it came on Sky Movies one night I went I'm going to watch this I stuck it on and just the rain and blood and everything <laughs> oh, in, the, yes. in the disco scene and that, I was like I was in I was like this yeah. is amazing like yeah, I remember tough. going into my mates in school and being like have you ever seen Blade and then being like yeah my mum got that for me ages ago and I'm like I was just like amazing I'm going crazy my pal's going I've got it on DVD and I was like we're going we're going to watch it all of us you've seen the sequel Yes, the one with Danny John Jules in it. A wee, a wee interesting yes, note is that yeah. Danny John Jules oh. does. He's the only vampire that doesn't show his fangs because he's most famously associated <laughs> cool. with the cat from Red Dwarf, yeah. who also has fangs. Was that in the second one? Yeah, yeah. in the same one. I've okay. not seen the third one. I want to, but I've not. I've not had the chance to see that one. On. A lot of people give it a lot of shit. The only thing that's bad about it is that Triple H is in it for the wrestler. And he actually wrestles in it with uh, Wesley Snipes. No, what's his name? Ryan Reynolds. Oh, they okay. they have a fight, and instead of it being like an actual action fight, I think just to stay with the tone of the fact that this is Triple H, he he properly like picked up a chair, hit him with it. I think he does actually. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah and he, wow. and he, he, great. He does the he does the fights like. Ooh, mm. like that kind of you know like stamping the feet as he's doing it sort of thing and he, and he he doesn't rock bottom him but he does something like that where he gives him like a choke slam or whatever yeah. and you're like ooh I think he even as much as gives him a fucking pedigree or something which is Triple H's wow. signature move but it is like that where you're going Ugh. but apart from that I actually quite enjoy playing Trinity mm. it's good it's a good laugh I don't own it, but it's a good laugh. <laughs> I own Blade One and Two though. Right. <sighs> mm. Sorry, that's okay. I just I got Next. lost in that. There, that was amazing. Fleener, number one, Mary Fleener. Yes, I mentioned her before. You yeah. have great. I love this art. What's oh the Jesus, that really is Kirby. Nineteen ninety six. This. Sorry. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, when he took over, I thought it's pure Kirby. Zumbo. So I love this quite. Um, Wow, what can you say? Silent, silent comic. It's all told through the pictures. Even in the speech balloons, you'll see sometimes uh, the people would talk and there would be a picture in in the speech balloon. You know, remember that was good. This is the kind of thing. If you like, if you think the art's interesting and good, you're gonna go for it. If you don't, you won't go for it. I suppose you could say that about any comic, eh? But I find this appealing. It's like cubism. Oh, I really like. Yeah, yeah, cubism. Yeah, so have a look at that. Zongo Comics. That was um no Bongo. Matt yeah. Groening, isn't it? Yeah. A Bongo was Matt Grayling. What what no, Zongo? Zongo was part of yeah. that. No, no, oh, right. Zongo Bongo. Ah. Yeah. Zongo was like the more adult version, wasn't it? Okay. Yeah, it was the more the, adult. The land no, the, the Bongo, Bongo. It's all the Simpsons yeah. comics and all mm-hmm. that, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So brilliant been? that, Mary Fleener. She's just done a new one about a bee, something about a bee. Oh, really? Yeah, I've not got it yet. Must get that. I think it's maybe more of a kid friendly thing. Mate, this is just unreal. The Kirby style of the art. It just looks great. Yeah, it's good. 
There's there's good ads in it. There's good art in it. The colours are very vibrant. I remember being a bit <gasps> angry and sad when that came. The last uh, mm-hmm. Hulk. To me, Javier Pulido and Marcos Martin. Yeah. They when they do art, is those two artists the Spanish that they follow <laughs> and they kind of it reminds you a bit as typical it reminds you a bit mm-hmm. that Kirby and this one in particular is Javier yeah. Pulido doing a lot of Kirby there oh, yeah. but if you've seen Javier Pulido Marcos Martin art in other comics as well it's just you go oh this is so Steve Dico mm. oh this is so you know they, they have that way that they can just mimetize the, 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 the style and the art do you, th- do you think it goes too far I remember being struck by this Pulido stuff I thought He's just doing Kirby now. Like before that, you had like Ron Friends. Yeah. And he was like pure Dicko. Yeah. But he was also him. Had, it was Ron Friends. Uh, Ron Friends doing Kir- doing yeah. Dicko. But with that, it was a bit like oh, he's just it's all. But then it wasn't copying no uh, panels or images or that. He just had the, all the. It's I still, got used it's, to it's, it's, I grew to it's like still, it. It's still very much believable. Yeah. I think he was just yeah okay um, yeah working on it. Because if you see a more modern style, he has a more definite yeah. style. Yeah. But he's really good at. Yes. And Marcos Martin, he's more Dico. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, good. I love that. It's a, a finer line he does, and it's mm-hmm. kind of more long and curved. Mm. Um, mm. Not so angular, not so um, bombastic right. as, a, as a Kirby would be. Mm, Marcos okay. Martin has that sort of I'll bring you some comedy next time I will show yeah, you how what I mean mm. and you go yeah this is very much the Dico style the wizard fan awards wizard magazine in the 90s that was mm. a big one eh favourite writer favourite penciler favourite inker favourite favourite painter favourite painter Alex Ross Alex Ross he, he, he won that he won that yeah <clears throat> here there's some good ones in that Glenn Fabry or Fab Fabry, whatever you say. Yeah. Jujusco, Jujusco, Jujusco. Glenn Orbic, Alex Ross. Oh, there's like an extra bit where it says "right in." Right in. So say ones. Yeah. I wonder how many people just voted for their mates. Errol Norm. <laughs> just wrote in like my mm. pal. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> Favorite letterer. Tom Orczewski. Favourite heroine <laughs> at that time he was the mm-hmm. favourite villain Green Goblin Parallax Prometheus Sabretooth or Solaris or right in oh god yeah Sabretooth was a big deal was he for mm. a bit because he yeah, was like Wolverine's uh, he was in Wolverine favourite supporting character Blind Alfred Commissioner Gordon Happy Hogan Happy Hogan uh, Ian Nottingham or Sharon Carter who is Ian Nottingham I can't figure that. Where is he? Not? I don't know. I don't know who any of them are. supporting characters. So. Well, you know, he's a support, supporting character in some comic I didn't read. <laughs> <laughs> Wizard wasn't really doing it for me much. I bought, I bought one issue of Wizard. I don't, I don't, did Wizard ever make it your way? I, uh, I got no, a few issues. I got, I got a, a number of Wizard through my friend Tony he got yes. every now and then he got mm. the, the previous 
in the 90s. I thought it would have yeah. been written. Like, yeah, I didn't explain. We didn't get it. So I used to, we didn't get research. So, <laughs> yeah. well, there the was 80s. this fun scene called Dolmen they started. And it's still very embarrassing. You should have had favourite heroine and just big barter for decades. And it's still That was it. Right across it. And it's just people of our age. Yeah. And they do articles. And they always kind of... And that's always been my wizard. It's Dolmen. Favourite comic You brought them in though. Yeah, yeah. They had a lot of interesting the editorial stuff is, in them. The editorial is from, from Mallorca, it's the next island yeah. from where I'm originally. So it's, it's just local people, they started to do it. And then mm. That's just this Pokemon was coming out on the Game Boy as well. Got to catch yeah. them all. Red and yellow. Yeah, red and blue. That's right, it was in 1999 yes. that cartoon oh, was released here. Oh, good. Jesus. I, I was lost in it. cracking the whip. I was lost in a nostalgia hole. You were? I was. Yeah, I was, I was waiting on you finishing, but none Sorry. Was, going he's away. bullying me. If you're going away. Yeah, I you just... Need to, you need to reel him back. I don't know what's happening with this lot today, but... Oh. <laughs> the 90s have just... It's hitting something. It's amazing. It's what, you're seeing how many good comics there are. The problem mm. for you was the first comics. You yeah, read. Oh, yeah, yeah. So for you, it's just total nostalgia trip. Mm-hmm. Bone, Jeff <laughs> Smith, Bone, come on! One of the absolute undisputed champions of the nineties. Loved it so much. Someone, image. Yeah, this was image uh, reprinted the first yeah, issue, the first right. adventures. It's just it's with Scholastic now, isn't it? I think there's a few different. Pieces. There's a colour. The cartoon books, Jeff Smith, they've still put up the big, huge brick version of all of it. Yeah. Which is enormous. Oh, I know. Uh, have you got that? Ke- Dodge Kelly. No, I've not, but I, I, it's on the it's on the wish list. Yeah. It's made on, I remember him saying he, he got the people that print the Bible, because it had that it's thin, on thin paper, paper. yeah. So that he could get it. To <coughs> the be black and white one, but you can get a yeah. colour one now as well. Scholastic, yeah, they do the, the colour one. I don't that know sold if, millions. I, I don't that know. If the, I don't know if millions. the big one, the big color one, is on Scholastic. No, it probably isn't. Because I mean, what's a school library going to do with this bloody Bible-sized yeah. thing? You know. Um, but yeah, when when Marvel sort of tried to buy up, was it Heroes World, and, and it sort of destroyed and then the whole distributor system in the sort of mid-90s and and it looked like everything was going to collapse I remember reading about it every every month in the comics journal and uh, and so Jeff Smith took Bone to Image for a year I think just to like can you publish for me you know just to weather through it Astro City advert in Astro City another of the the 90s that Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm I bought because I got the Go Publish in Spain, which Alex Ross did covers for. Yes, mm-hmm. and he was involved in the design of the characters as I well. Had, I had a number of them for quite a while just because he did the. I covers. still have them within my mum's house. But I need to. That's the. I bring piles of stuff every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> when I can, so that's another one that's coming. But yeah, that's another really nice series. You know, the appeal of Alex Ross, to me, was big when Marvels came out. Mm-hmm. And and then I read Marvels, and I thought it was better than I thought it was going to be. I remember yeah. that. And then Kingdom Come wasn't as good, I remember. And then, I've, then the novelty had worn off for me. Uh, 
Alex well, with Astro City, because it was current project, sorry. so sorry, it's just same, ri- same writer as Marvels. Yeah, I got that. Um, That's right. Yeah, and, I that. Uh, again, my friend Tony used to say, you "Get this, this is really good." It's not our Alex Ross doing the art; he only does some designs and then the covers. Mm-hmm. But the writer is the same one, and everything. Although the characters are new characters, is very nostalgic, based on. Yes. Marvel and DC's. I've got the first one of that. It's superheroes. Got like superhero, a Superman type figure on the front yeah. flying. Is it? Yeah. So I always love that. The snow. That's amazing. Falling. Just think of it. Bone is so good, isn't it? It's just it's so great. It's good that it gets printed and goes to school kids, you know. Because it is so good. You read Bone? No. You should. You yeah, should. it's worth a read, man. Yeah, it's really nice. Somebody oh, didn't like it. Did Giuseppe try it and go, and no, I couldn't get yeah. into it? That's yeah. right, yeah. And there was a yeah. pal of mine that I gave it to as well, who just, she was like... Yeah, no, not bothered. Yeah. She's okay. But then I think it just depends. If you're into... I don't know. If you're into more sort of darker stuff, then maybe sure. it wouldn't appeal. You know, maybe, maybe, it'll, maybe it'll just look too cute or something. The person that I gave it to, they're massively into, like... Gross out horror stuff, so, right. so, so it's not really like yeah. that. No, I thought it's for everybody, though. Apparently, not well. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, um, another thing I was doing in the 90s was waiting on them, you know, finally making more Star Wars films through for the whole 90s, you know. So, Marvel had dropped. M- Star Wars comics, you know, off the roster and cancelled it. <laughs> so, then Dark Horse picked up. Dark Empire. That's 91, I think. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, Cam Kennedy, great art, Tom Veach. Oh, they, these were the Light and Darkness War guys at the time. Um, yeah. So they were art. Great. Dave Dorman cover. It's a big series, that. I remember um, I was excited for it. Great, more Star Wars comics. Uh, but then it came out and it was a big hit and all that. So that was interesting. Yeah, I was nicely painted. I, when they came out in Spain, I thought, oh, yeah, this is really good. And then when yeah. they said, oh, we're gonna do the reprints of the classics, yes. Yeah, good. That, they did that. The, the film adaptations, which is the ones I. Oh yeah, they did do when, that. When they, they did like, that, yeah. oh, yes, the films, yes. yeah. Before they did the whole series, and then they did, yeah, yeah they, they did the big. Yeah. So I never got those ones because that came later. That was a f- that was that, a good few years later. Yeah. And the film adaptations, yeah, I got. Yeah. And, and I was waiting to see, oh, they're gonna are they gonna do the Marvel comics? Are they gonna do the Marvel mm-hmm. comics? But I never caught. And they came later. Yeah. Like by the time, maybe <sighs> ten, maybe ten years later or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because. I. I remember them. I saw. I think I saw the first time. When I just move mm. to Scotland um, yeah. or, or soon after that yeah. so that was in a 2000 yeah. 2001 mm-hmm. so yeah I guess they'd have to make a deal with Marvel at that point to print that stuff it's quite interesting to see the different like they would Dark Horse would reprint the Star Wars mm-hmm. and, and they would take all the mar- mentions of Stan mm. Lee and Marvel off yeah. the comics. <laughs> you know, well, I, th- it, I think they said Lucasfilm presents instead of Stan Lee presents. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Lucasfilm presents. Yeah. yeah, but it's like when they did uh, the Conan ones. When they did the reprint of the Conans and the trades. Yeah. In the first 
the first guard in the back. Yeah, give me liberty. Fantastic. Well, the 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 traits, the first Conan the Barbarian, all that. That's the stuff that Roy Thomas and Barry Windsor Smith and then Busema John Busema did. Mm-hmm. They didn't reprint the covers. Ah, the Marvel covers. Got it signed. Yeah. So you get the traits, oh, but the off. covers are not yeah. present. The original Marvel covers, and I I still don't know why. Oh. They were quite criticized when they did the trade yeah. paperbacks at that time. People want the covers as well. Yeah, the original, com- yeah. but because they were Marvel, so when they know put them in intentionally because they were Marvel and they had the Marvel logo. Yeah, they could have took that off, couldn't they? Just uh, hey, were they thinking about oh maybe we put them with the the Marvel logo off? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That strange. was one of the first toys I oh, got. Yeah. Was it that? And then they recolored them as well mm. when they did the trades for Conan. Yeah. <laughs> Madman. Yes. Madman. Oh Mike my gosh. Allred. Yes. Brilliant. Mike Allred. Yeah. 90, yeah. 92. This was just a real. Is it Mike and Laura or just Mike? Well, Laura usually colours it, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. colours Laura Allred, yeah. So, you know, brilliant. Loved it. it just, it was dead colourfully and uh, I don't know. It was a difference. It was a superhero thing, but it was it just had a, it felt kind of fresh. It's great. I liked it at the time. I dug it. My car red's amazing. Yeah. Top three. Top three. Wow. That's two of your top three from the nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alex Ross. Mike. All red. So who's the third one? Take yes, go on. Go and see if you can get it. Was Jack Kirby active in the nineties? Uh, and as much as he had concepts, because a lot of the image guys, I think, they sort of worshipped Kirby as well. Mm. So they were giving him money. Thank to, you. They were publishing Jack Kirby comics that he wasn't writing and drawing them. He was come. He had the ideas, and other people were doing them. Mm. So I guess the answer is no. <laughs> no, I was going to throw in Jack Kirby as an answer. Yeah. Mm. Come on. You all know it. Well, is it, can we get a clue? Is it American? Nope. Is it British? Nope. Um, uh, Canadian? Nope. It's not American, it's not British. Oh. It's not Canadian. He's worked on Batman. He's worked on Batman. He has worked on Batman. Recently. He's worked on... Let's make it away. He's worked on Archie. Uh, uh, Archie Comics? Mm-hmm. Did Archie Comics and Batman... Mm, mainland Europe, Australia. I'll throw in the countries, but I won't be able to throw in the name of the artist. Europe. How does it? Maybe he's. No, sure he's. So is that Italian artist I really liked that did work for 2000 AD? But I, I forget his name. Far. I thought you would have got it from that. Fernando Pons. Frank. Francesco Francovilla. Oh, Francesco Francovilla. Mm-hmm. Oh. Francesco Francovilla, okay. Is he number three? Uh, he's number one. Mm. That's your favourite artist. Mm-hmm. Holy moly. Yep, yep. He would be, he would get the... Oh. Up on the wall. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Number three. Francovilla, Francovilla, whatever he says. Yeah, Francovilla, yeah. 
It's Italian, yeah. isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 I think so. Oh, so I when I mentioned yeah. Italian, I was I was going in that right direction. You said mainland Europe, so you yeah. Were th- then I said <laughs> Italian afterward when I said oh, the, uh, the 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 artist who did the 2008 Slain comics, mm-hmm. but. I think he passed away in the nineties, and I don't think he's the one that you were referring to. No, I forget his name. Uh, I know who you mean. Yeah, no, completely different artist. Mm. Good talk, yeah. honey. Okay, next one. Probably wasn't before the nineties, but I discovered him in the nineties. Jim Woodring. Oh, amazing. Frank's. For this Frank comic, Frank's real pa. Beautiful one. Very surreal landscapes, great textures all over it. It's like dreams and hallucinations. Mm-hmm. And so good. Loved that. 1995 this one was. Amazing. God, it was all ages ago now, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll carry on. Stopped for a second then. Went, no, wait a minute, I just bought that last week. <laughs> no, you didn't. I said something about that the other day. I was, I was looking up films or something like that yeah. and saw the the 2008 marker on it and went, oh, that wasn't that long ago. Yeah. It was our conversation we had the other day. Everything's over 10 years old now. Oh yeah, of course. At least. 10 years is like recent. That's the recent stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. No. So we're looking at something, it was just 2008 and I went, oh, that wasn't that long ago. And then I looked at the who was in it and went, fuck, he's not looked at that for years. That's ridiculous. I can't remember what it was. I can't remember. Jim Woodring? Good. Yeah. Textures. Yeah, it's good. Frank. There's there's uh, some of it, yeah. uh, Jim Comics. There's. There's stuff that just reminds me of. Not so much in the art, but more in the themes. Right. Um, Slumberland, Nemo and the oh, Slumberland, yeah, the sure. classic. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. He does a shitload of drugs, though, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, not sure. Might have done in the past. I think he, he still does now. I think he, he very much practices in psychotropics. Okay. And that's how a lot of these... He's got a really big pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seen that. Is it mightier than the sword? <laughs> in this case, yeah. I was positive that was how he came up with a lot of his ideas. It was because he was absolutely off his face on shrooms. Mm-hmm. He was on about hallucinating and all that when he was since he was a kid. Mm-hmm. I like this one. I've looked at this one before. Oh, I, here. Yeah. I like to see it as like uh, a like surrealism art. Yeah, it's good. I guess there's some similarities with the Mary Fleener stuff. Yeah, know, in that it's silent and it's. Violent. There's, there's flashes of violence. <laughs> right, Mike, you might like this one. Maybe you even read this at the is, time. Is it naughty? <laughs> That's one of the ones Manga I was thinking of. Uh, when Dar- you could get that in the in the normal ordinary shop. That's an Arthur Adams picture, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. You Man- got that in the supermarkets and the corner shops everywhere. That's when Dark Horse was at its peak. 1993. In, uh, and do you remember the big breakfast with Chris Evans yep. and Gabby Roslin? Uh, uh, the, uh, so. During that, they actually said um, the world's top-selling comic book is now sending an addition to Britain, and yeah. they held up the first issue of Manga Mania by Dark Horse. This one here. Yeah. This was Mike a good comes alive. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah comic I know. That's yeah. a cool magazine. That's so good. Hakira, and it's pretty Apple, thick. So had all this stuff in yeah. this magazine. Oh my gosh. One, one ninety five. That available all in your that. local Asda. All of that <laughs> in one magazine. Yeah. So have a look through that. Amazing. I think that looks Amazing, because I go post and spend bits and pieces here and there, you know, separately, but all of them one. It was, like a, it was like a taster for manga. Because the videos in that. That's more than a taste. This is like the Bible of it. Yeah. <laughs> really. But sadly, I didn't buy that because I looked through it. I was I was gonna. I was thinking of getting it, mm-hmm. but I think when I looked through it, there was only like one and a half captions of Godzilla. And yeah. I wish now I had bought it. Oh, that's that's the last of my lot, guys. Actually, while I'm looking through this, you guys can have a wee flick through Death of Superman, which, although some of you probably have. Yeah, I have that. I didn't bring that because... I know, I know, I, I never got it, I never read it. I thought Tom... I'm sorry. ...will bring it, but anyway. That was a but really big that, thing, then. You yeah, I do, that. yeah, yeah. yeah I've got thought. World Without Superman as well. Badoom. But I don't have Reign of the Superman. <gasps> <clears throat> ah, there's Son Goku. He was in the first one. Go. Take it, that's Lois on the front crying. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's no one else. No one else. No one else. Just, uh, just Terry Hatcher. Yep. I mean, Lois Lane. Yep. Da 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 da. Aliens. Nineties was a big time for these guys. I like this one. The style it's done as well. At the time, this was like revolutionary. Oh, uh, do you like aliens or not? No. You don't? <laughs> I'll just, uh, I'll just <laughs> throw that. See, I thought it would be a treat for Tom, but no, no. 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 Well, anyway. Anyway. I shall pass that to Nando. Poor doggy. I know. The dog plays a good part. He's not going to die. He's fine. I'm not saying a thing. He's fine. Woof, woof. But the alien there is actually a cyborg, as a as an android. Yeah. yeah so you mm. have to say the thing, and then it becomes sentient. Yeah. Because it wouldn't be an alien story without an alien going rogue. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> right? Right? Kelly Johnson. Kelly just he has that style that it just it just suits. This sort of and they came out with all sorts of alien stories in the 90s a style and a story different styles different scenarios yes. bit of it, yeah. some of them put them up against predator i would have brought that one but some of that some of the issues in that one were actually in the late 80s so i thought i'll spring one of these ones with have you, me have you got superman aliens no but i flipped through it in george's place that's good names. I could read the well, names of I thought that they managed to do the characters well, but like Superman being upright and you know good guy. And he, he landed and saw the alien and was like, Come on now, I'm sure we can sort everything out here, you know, blah blah blah. I'm talking to them sensibly, you know, and then you just turn the page and it's his head and things go <laughs> and he's and he's like and it's like question mark, you know. What? <laughs> what the? I thought that was quite good. Somebody thought, what would Superman do when he met one of those aliens? He wouldn't know what it was, so he'd sit and talk to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Bam. Oh, I brought uh, one of the earlier Deadpools. Yeah, and don't worry, this is not a Rob Life film one. This is um, 
early nineties. He I'll faces NTF, off yeah. with the juggernaut, the banshee. I'm you the see, juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> you see Vanessa in there. <laughs> and she's a wee bit different from the uh she is a, a an actual mutant in this one, so she's a wee bit different from the human one we saw in the film. Juggernaut basically does have that sort of uh what in the film? Uh you know Vanessa is girlfriend in the film. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, she she's a wee bit different there because she's a, a mutant with shape shifting abilities. Now was Deadpool in X Force? Is that where he started? Uh, he, yeah, the he was a villain. Yeah, uh, assassin. He appeared in New Mutants actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Ninety. I think he was early. Seven ninety-eight or thereabouts mm. towards the end. Good, good. And then, yeah. You don't mean that. <laughs> I liked Deadpool. Uh, Kyle Baker did a couple of series of Deadpool, yeah. and they were excellent. Mm. Did he do? I don't. I don't think I ever got the Kyle Baker they were, ones. They were excellent. I got. They were so funny. I got a couple of these. And I, I've read the Kyle Baker one that you go for the library. Yes. A couple of them, I, I read those ones. Yes. They were, that was just mental. Yeah. <laughs> they they were off the rails. <laughs> so I thought, yeah, if you're going to yes. do this, let's do it. Like this. Ta-da. Mask. A dark the horse mask. once. Uh, the mask is an 80s invention, but when they got their act together, because it took a very long time for them to come up with a story, it was the 90s, and they came up with uh, this scenario. The mask is the villain. The back. Eh? Definitely. Oh yeah, definitely suggested for mature readers. Yeah. This was on the Dark Horse uh, International comic as well. But um, there's a handful of characters here who you'd recognise from the Jim Carrey film, but they are completely different to the the film characters. Stanley Epkiss is in this, but he pretty much uh, gets horrifically brutally killed very early on, and he's an arsehole in this one. And uh, Callahan, Lieutenant Callahan, um, he ends up putting the mask on at some point, and that's when the mask becomes, instead of a villain, becomes more of a, more of a, a vigilante, oh. but has the same sort of super magic powers. But whatever incarnation he is in, he's always violent and tricksterish. And the the lassie, Stanley Ipkiss's uh, ex girlfriend, she's probably the main character. In in that, did you buy this back then? Yeah. Okay. So that's a that's a nineties uh, uh, book. Yeah. So um, was the film out at this point? There's no mention of the film here. I I watched the film first, and I looked for graphic novels of that. Right. Okay. So I got that one. The film I think was ninety six or ninety five. One of the two. So as the film was released, they, all these uh, graphic novels of uh, the mask came out. Yeah. And that was the first. Well, apparently that was the first one. Nice pencils at the back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good. Showing you how they did it. Yeah. But the pencils they're for oh, the next edition. So that's oh. to get your appetite whetted up for volume two. Da da. The dip. John. Oh, ah, Constantine. Um, blazer. This is. They, they based the movie on two graphic novels. The first one was the uh, first few editions from the 80s, and this one is in the early 90s. This is the one where John Constantine um, tries to trick the devil. 
and even at one point getting into a brawl with him and smashing a glass over his face after he's drunk holy water. So it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's, it's definitely well worth reading that one. Mm-hmm. And it's that gritty style that suits the character, and it shows him the way he should be. He's a trickster who is neither for heaven nor hell, but is willing to rip off either of them, and they know it. And see, I watched the film first and then I bought that. Mm-hmm. So if it had been the other way around, I would have been disappointed with the film. But because right. I saw the film first, I thought, yeah, the film's all right. And yeah. And my opinion of it went down slightly when I read the comics and thought, why didn't they just do Constantine the way he's meant to be and pronounce his surname as well properly? This one I just read recently... It's uh, Cadillacs and Dinosaurs, oh, Volume 3. Oh, my god! The first first one is 1989, but the rest is all 90s. Mark um, yeah. The Mark bit Stout. about... the bit uh, William Stout, <clears throat> the dinosaur artist, talked about uh, Mark uh, Schultz in the introduction, saying about how much of a perfectionist he is. And you notice, you look in there and you think, whoa, fantastic. He had a guest artist mm. as well, though, a really good... Uh, Steve Stiles. He did a, a good job with the guest work as well. And I, I love this style. Very Al Williamson, yes. Yes. Who wants to grab very, the dinosaurs? Very, very by the Cadillacs. It's very classic. Frazetta. Frazetta. Yeah. Williamson. That's just beautiful. Just nice pencil too. Sketchbook. That is beautiful. That is fantastic, Mike. And the story is not so much about the dinosaurs. It's about the corrupt oh, politics that is happening in the, in the colony, in the townships. That was a cartoon. Yeah, one series. Yeah. Hannah Dundee was the main. Hannah Dundee and Jack Tenrick mm. with uh, Mustafa Cairo and uh, dinosaurs with different sort of nicknames and a sort of tame allosaurs. But see the very first story. There's a moment in the first story, uh, even though it's the 80s story, he's sitting there by the fire, and all of a sudden you see, like, the shape of a head. Then the next scene, because he's, he's got a fire in front of him, and then the shape of the head, you just see the Allosaurus with a broken jaw just come out of nowhere. And it's one that's been stalking him, and uh, uh, it's on oh, that I side. I think I am I think. stalked. Yeah. yeah. So for the whole, whole of that, section he is uh, it's like a battle of wits against this allosaur and the bit when he's in the dark by the fire and you just see the head and then the next minute the allosaur is just pouncing upon him I think that was really well done mm-hmm. but of course 90s wouldn't be 90s without the super hits fantastic wow. here we go the amazing spider-man and this was uh, the finale the finale of um of a um, a really long story where Peter Parker got his parents back again, and it turned out in the end they were sort of like artificial life brought on by the chameleon, and at the same time the vulture has gate crashed the party with uh, finding a technique to regain his youth. So this is like issue three hundred and eighty-eight bumper issue. It's got a good story with uh, Venom, the Eddie Brock Venom at the end as well where it sort of revisits a moment where Peter Parker was pushed onto the railway line when a train was oncoming. And this kind of explains the, the lead-up to that. But also as a tragic story for uh, for Eddie Brock at the end. Uh, but it is, it's another 
Another classic Never one. Ever read that one? No, would uh, Mark Bagley uh, be and Thunderball? Would he be a guy that they got in to kind of once all the image guys had gone? Because he's vaguely in yeah. that kind of style. Yeah. But he was when he got a go lots of work. Yeah. Because he knew Warriors. Did right. Thunderballs. Did a lot of a Spider Man. Yeah. Mm. Was that is that a good one? Mike? I've I've never. It's it's a fitting that. finale to it, right. but it's not a feel good one. Oh. You know it's you know it's going to be a sad ending for Spider Man. Right. And after that, there was a what if story. What if um, uh, such and such happened to Spider Man at the end of that, and then you see what happens, and he goes completely bonkers, and Spider Man goes rogue. The other another special I've got is X Men Unlimited. And I bought this because uh, I like Sauron. Uh, incidentally, Sauron was originally going Doctor to be a Sauron. werewolf. Uh, Carol Lycos. They're going to turn yeah, him Lycos. into a werewolf to begin with, but yes. then the comic uh, codes of conducts forbid that, so they turned him into a pterosaur instead, which was perfectly acceptable. And yeah, despite that, his name hints that should be. Becoming mm. some sort of a dog they, or, or they, they actually well Sauron is in Saur, uh, Greek for for lizard. But the thing yeah. is, they named him after Sauron from Lord of the Rings. Yes, and that's something that creators later regretted because they wanted him to have his own identity, but they so they kept the name like afterward. Us, which in the case is a werewolf. Man, <laughs> a werewolf. They call him Sauron <laughs> from the Lord of the Rings <laughs> to do a pterodactyl that. It's not even considered a dinosaur, really. No. <laughs> so, there's, there's a bit at the end, though, where the other pterosaurs, they, they avoid them because his smell is mammalian. Exactly. So, yeah, it was always a funny character, that one. Because I remember from the Marvel comics, the first time I read it and it appeared, I thought, okay, he feeds from the mutant energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You still like looking at these East Coast comics. Uh, what else do you have there, Mike? Oh, oh, you mentioned yeah. Kelly Jones. Kelly Jones, yeah. This is a couple of Batman uh, issues that I got in the 90s. I like it when they come up with new villains, and Kelly Jones did the uh, the artwork for this. This is Faceless, and it's a killer who's like... Uh, who, who's trying to like... He's wearing. Because uh, it's been ages. It's ages Trying since I read this one. No nose <laughs> or mouth. Mm. Yeah, it's not. It's not so much this. This is what he really looks like. He's got very low self-esteem, so he's trying to be somebody. And then in the end, after his killing spree, he's confronted by Batman. I thought he would have made quite a good sort of uh, not a true reoccurring villain, but someone who should have maybe appeared in a, a couple more stories. That much. He's, he's called Faceless. Yeah. But it's like the... Uh, this, the reminds me, this reminds me of the, the sort yes. of a story and a theme uh, what Doc Munch did in Marvel like in the early 80s with oh, yeah. uh, Moon Knight. Hmm. Um, which that sort of thing, topic and story and this sort of very obscure, strange psychologically disturbing villains there were lots of them in in Moon Knight mm. 
Um, See, I like it when Batman answer, goes after them. a really good comic. <clears throat> and he had Mil really Sankiewicz like, doing yeah. the, the art. Mm. So, yeah, this, that's quite good. Got another Batman one. This is, uh, this is direct from the animated series, which was a big hit during the 90s, so... That's nice. The cartoon based on the comic, so they had to do the comic to tie in with the cartoon, with the cartoon which yeah. itself was quite a hit. Bruce Timm, I think, did a lot of comic work there. Yeah. What's the other it's guy? Uh, he lots of the... Uh, what's his name? What's his face? Um, Mike Parabek. That's the guy I was thinking of. He did a few. Uh, well, there was someone else did. That, ring, that Ringo guy. No, no. Batman Adventures. Like the new adventures. There was another. Oh, sorry. You need to go back a little bit. <laughs> yes, this one that I read. Uh, God. I, I literally read this one the other day. The one of Killer Croc is uh, yeah. res- wrestling. Uh, it's kind of sad. Back actually. to his wrestling days. It's kind of sad. Mm. That one. Well, when you see him with his manager, or former trainer, Bruce Team, Paul Dini, Mike Parovic, Ty Templeton. Ty Templeton, that's it. Fucking hell. Yeah, they, they were coming all to me. They were all kind of, they were doing that I sort of... I couldn't get the name Cy Spurrier out of my head. It was really annoying me, because it was nothing to do with that. I just couldn't get that name <laughs> out of my head. The SS alliteration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ty Templeton, yeah. Coming up in the Justice League Internationals. Yes. Next I've got the Heavy Hitters annual an epic. an epic comic oh, yeah. with lots of their big hits of that year Alien in an Legion. annual <coughs> mm-hmm. I remember. Alien Legion, but here's, here's an epic story that wasn't in it this is Dragon Lines it's based yeah. on oh, the uh, Romlin mm. it's based oh, on the yeah. Journey to the West with Monkey Monkey Magic. Yeah. It was a four-parter, but I've only I only Punch. got um, I read some of parts uh, one and three. I think I might have brought that one here before. Um, His ears are ridiculous. A couple of years ago. His ears are utterly ridiculous. <laughs> they're fucking great. <laughs> Looks brilliant, but you wouldn't want him to walk through one of those sort of short. No, I do, like I just think of him going, trying to come in to go and see Commissioner Gordon, like in his office or something. He's coming in through the window, and he suddenly goes, ah, fuck. scrapes the ceiling, and he's like, he's doing that thing where he's going, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There we go. And I'm going, why you got them that long? It just looks better. Right? Looks cool. Give us a fucking break. <laughs> I did. I did love that though. I did love Red the the bigger the yeah. bigger ears. It was of that time though, because he had the big ears in <coughs> what do you call it, Arkham Asylum and stuff as well. Mm. The Morrison thing. He had the big giant ears in that as well. It was ridiculous. It was even bigger than that. <laughs> he literally <laughs> is sitting on a wall, and the ears are the size of a tree is ridiculous the ears there have been drawn to be as long as his head not counting the ears <laughs> look at that face look at that that's ridiculous look at that face and everything there's there are some stories where he completely loses the scale so some characters that have previously oh, yeah. been up to his shoulder are suddenly yep. uh, so knee high big badass ooh that's a good uh, 
That's a really nice Superman. The energy felt. The energy felt Superman, but that's a nice. Oh yeah. Nice art of it. I can't think of who that is though. I've got another epic on me, the Dreadlands. These guys go back into the Jurassic period where they face off with dinosaurs. And like, like a lot of 90s comics, it's got the bits of uh, ultra-violence, nudity, and lots and lots of gore. Lots of gore. But also, it's, it sticks out because they coloured the dinosaurs in, in uh, bright, bright colours rather than the drab colours people used to, uh, used to portray them in. 1993, I went to all these comic shops, and it's just what, like what you guys were saying. Marvel comics, especially, you could get them anywhere. The, you have the long linear roads, and you have like McDonald's, Pizza Hut, Burger King, then a comic shop, and there were lots of them. You couldn't go past a single town without its comic shop. And I insist on going to as many as I could, and whenever I went in one, I bought like a comic. So I ended up having 12 comics from that one holiday. And uh, twelve. Yeah, these ones, these two, uh, Spider-Man two thousand and eighty-nine and Captain America. I got when I was over there. Uh, this one I got in George's place. The Spider-Man Carnage and Venom versus the Amazing Spider-Man. But really, it's Venom and Spider-Man versus Carnage. So it just gives you a wee idea of uh, some of the ideas that were coming up with. Uh, uh, you can take your I like pick. The, uh, it's Spider-Man. 2099. Yeah. Rick Leonard. That's, he's up against... Uh, the Vulture. From the, yeah, the equivalent ah, of the Vulture. I remember who that. Is, I really like Rick Leonard. He was yeah, one of those artists. That he's a he cannibal, kind of, this guy, the Vulture. I always like him. Extremely I'm morbid and violent. And Can't go wrong. Paul Williamson. But when, when I was over there, there were so many comics being sold, and Spider-Man would have four, five titles... And a lot it, of the people, like, more. yeah, a lot of the people are buying them because they were under the delusion that if they bought them, they would make a fortune afterward. They didn't realise that the ones that sold were the rare ones, and when that bubble burst, uh, a lot of these comic shops went bust. Yeah, they did. But it was like a golden time for so them, because they were still selling lots of comics when I went over. And all the comic shops had their own special <laughs> memorabilia. Good vintage. <laughs> good year. <laughs> that was 1993, so that was a good year. They, uh, I spotted in Watterson's the other day, they had like combined volume one of Spider-Man 2099. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting till payday before I splash out on more. The, that one, not the new version, because they, they've done... Like when they do the remake and they've done Marvel 2099 recently same character and different yeah. artists I think it's the same I think it's the same style it's not been like in some of the Kirby uh, Kirby Thor how they re-released them and did all the colours again and did Stan Lee write the first one? I can't Stan Lee was the one they presented the 2099 um, universe but I can't remember oh, he did okay. the first one or no of Spider-Man he did something because there was yeah. Doom Hulk yeah. Spider-Man mm-hmm. um, Punisher came after X-Men came after as well 
There was another one called Ravager or Ravage. Ra- Ra- Ravage. Ravage. Ra- Ravage. Yeah. 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 Was that was... another Hulk thing? I can't remember. Oh, was that a Hulk? There was. I've got those Doctor Doom. I've got them. I've got Doctor Doom 2099 when he became an anti-hero, and then I've got the Hulk 2099, where the Hulk was like a cross between the normal Hulk and Venom. He had a huge tongue. He had this huge black mane going down his back, and he spoke proper. So there's no like Hulk smash. He was actually speaking fluently, and he had claws. I think he yeah, was as well. Was kind of a beast. Yeah, you're drooling was, a lot. It, a I, 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 I looked at it and I thought, no, nah, it's not a Hulk. And I just kind of, and I just couldn't get past that. I thought, no, no. This one, I liked it mm-hmm. very much and I, and I enjoyed that very much. But, yeah. but no, the, the Hulk one, no. Nah. And and with Doom, it's a bit like scenario of uh, the Joker having his own comic Doom where was, yeah, you're either going to have to turn him into a hero, or if he's a villain, you, yeah. you can't have him win. So yeah, because that I'm pretty sure that was Bad Broderick doing the art. Mm. But this went on for ages, and they had the as sort of pseudo as guardians coming into like New New York or where he's based. Oh, there was people that. That's right, because they had people followers, and because mm-hmm. it was like an, a religion, a religion, <laughs> and they're they were following that religion of the as guardians of the and Thor and everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that. It's one of the kind of subplots in the story. Yeah, yeah, I I like the Spider-Man 2099 when it came out. Rick Leonardi, <laughs> really nice. Is that it? That's it. That's what I've brought. Very good. Good selection. Very, very good. That wasn't much either, Mike. I'm I'm just fine. (laughs) (laughs) I've just got swept up in the nostalgia of everything that you've brought along. (laughs) Honestly, I've I've completely lost myself in all this. Have you? Completely. Wow. I'm sitting going... (laughs) Is this the the exact format of maybe when you were reading? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yep. that does it. So the format, it's, it's, the, it's all the same kind of art styles and yeah. everything. It's a bit like any sort of Bronze Age, late 70s DC comic or something. It doesn't even matter which one it is. I'll sit and look at it. And yeah. go, oh. it's, not, it's not necessarily the same stuff that I was No, reading, exactly. Like, especially no. Marvel. It no. was more DC. But but had, so. yeah. <laughs> that smell. <sighs> Oh, no, so that's where all the snot in my comics has come from. <laughs> there you are. Oh, my God. That comic is me out. Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. Kazar and Falcon are in there. What did you say, oh, wait, you say about the Black Panther? Amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Is that you? That's me. So 90s comics, eh? What a shite. There's nothing for us to choose from. Uh. Send us any comments or questions, or just to say hello. You can reach us by email at thatcomicsmell at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ThatComicSmell. 
Share the podcast with your friends and followers. We are on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and most other places you find podcasts. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening. Our music is by Chart Smasher, and this track is Dial Up. You can find Chart Smasher on Twitter at Joan Edam, and you can buy the tracks on Bandcamp. Little Heroes Comics is a UK-based charity that creates and distributes comic-making kits to children through hospitals and healthcare organisations across the UK, keeping them far from boredom and closer to creativity. Head to littleheroescomics.co.uk to find out how to donate and to help at this incredible charity today. One of the ways you can help them out and get some amazing all-age comics at the same time is by heading over to fairsparkbooks.co.uk. Nothing is more exciting than creating stories for kids and Fair Spark Books bring you a whole host of them in different and exciting formats that are all aimed at encouraging imagination. You can find such titles as How to Make Comics with Springworth, Gallant Namos, Snuffy and Zoe, Megatomic Battle Rabbit, Leaf and so much more. Fair Spark Books are partnered with Little Heroes Comics so a portion of the profits go towards their goal each year. Go to fairsparkbooks.co.uk and littleheroescomics.co.uk today to find out more. Little Heroes Comics. Bring a huge smile to comics creativity today. <laughs>